1: is Your Tech Report.
0: It is Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Flatlow. Welcome back. Please follow along with us, Mitchell, on Twitter. It is at dot facebook.com slash yourtechreport. Of course, our YouTube channel as well, yourtechreport. I'm trying to figure out how we can work a YouTube video uh, with our next guest, but we'll, we'll have to get into that we'll because that with, the afterwards. products they carry are slightly larger than your average kind of, here, we'll send you a review unit.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Don't, don't don't dissuade them from doing that. We like getting large packages. Well, to give people a little context here, and to get a little spoiler right away, the company we're talking about right now is LG. And honestly, Mark, I don't think there's another company in any industry like LG that is so well-faceted, makes so many good products in so many different areas. We love their mobile devices. You know, I have a LG television here. But they also, in addition to everything they do, they also have fantastic home appliances. And Mark, that is something we have never talked about on the air.
0: No, and, you know, I have to tell you a little a quick story. We were walking in Home Depot the other day, and and aside from the fact that my wife calls the LG refrigerator with the uh, that you know the the insta view where you can see inside her your new yeah, boyfriend, yeah. and oh she boy. threatens to break up with me every single time, but but we were we were not in in the mode for shopping for new appliances. But I saw a washer and dryer from LG, and I'm like, yeah, I got to get that right now. And we, it was an, it was like an instantaneous decision. and It was not one of those ones where you're like, okay, listen, we need this. We didn't even need it, but I saw it. I'm like, you see how much it fit in there, and it could steam <laughs> all the. L- let's welcome our next guest. D- Dave Oyagi is a brand marketing manager for uh, LG Home Appliances. Welcome to your tech report, Dave. How are you feeling?
1: I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me, Mark
0: and Mitchell. Well, we're excited to have you because there's so, as Mitchell said, you know, we we talk to Frank Lee over on the mobile side. We teach on the game on the gaming side. We talk a lot, but home appliances is one of these things where, when you talk about technology, you know, it could there's this there's this fine line, right? Because home appliances used to be somewhat quote unquote analog, but they're they're kind of making their way into connected living rooms and homes, and it must be an exciting time for you guys, is it not?
1: There's so many things happening in laundry these days. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a lot of stuff going with steam and voice command and AI and smart and Wi-Fi and all that jazz. But at the end of the day, it's about getting your clothes clean. And that's what we do with technology.
0: Now, tell me about something. Your guys are setting up something called the Ultimate Living Room. And this is happening because we're ending Fashion Week in Toronto. And we're starting TIFF, which is one of the biggest you know, film festivals in, in Canada. Tell me about this Ultimate Laundry Room before we dive into specific products.
1: Yeah. So the Ultimate Laundry Room is our, what we'll call it a five-piece uh, laundry suite uh... traditionally you have your washer and dryer uh... to that we add a pedestal and a pedestal washer so what we call our twin wash system is a combination of your traditional washing machine front load washer along with a pedestal washer so you can actually do two loads at once so divide and conquer your your laundry do a big load up in the top and and a small load on the bottom and that kind of stuff we can talk about that a bit more in a second but I should also mention the fifth part of the Ultimate Laundry Room, which is the Styler. It's something you may not have seen. Um, a few lucky people have them in their homes now. Um, you will see them at a few stores here and there, but it's, it's a really cool product. And basically, it's like a steam closet or a steam cabinet that you can use to refresh and sanitize your garments. Um, something that would cut down on your dry cleaning tremendously and also, it's very good for the environment because it's just using water, it's just using steam.
2: You know, Dave, uh, Right, I have to jump in right now because I'm thinking of a use case that people may not have thought of, which is I played hockey for many years. And my family would joke with me that I was a goalie, so you can imagine what that bag was like, all that equipment in there. And people would joke that that equipment could get up and walk out by itself. So, I think you know the reference I'm talking about here, to be able to sanitize even sporting equipment. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of different use cases here. You could take your sporting equipment, sanitize it again. You have kids that are playing sports, uniforms, equipment. There are so many different use cases for something like that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely and you touch on on the fact that sporting equipment is one of the ones because with the sanitization mode on there basically you're deodorizing that bag so you're allowed to bring it back inside the house and not leave it in the garage
2: see see this this is a huge thing and mark i don't know if you i have actually an LG washer and dryer in my home. And and this is was a model from a couple of years ago, but we're talking about technology. And Dave, I think as Mark sort of touched on, technology doesn't always come in screens and connectivity. It comes in what goes in to the machining, to the engineering, how something is built, new ways of doing things. I'd never used a washer and dryer that had a magnetic system in terms of a spin cycle. So they're ultra quiet. So there's a lot of tech that goes in behind the scenes, not just technology that people are familiar with and that can see right away. Correct?
1: Absolutely, and one of the things you mentioned, you said you do have a couple of years older uh, laundry. If that's yeah. an LG front-load washer that's been manufactured since 2009, you can still add a, a sidekick and make your own twin wash system. So oh. it's not something you have to. It's not something you have to buy right now and buy it all at once. So if you have something from 2009, you can make your own. Wind wash system.
0: I remember when I saw, and I had a bunch of friends over, and we were watching something on television, and I saw the commercial for the for the Sidekick, and I'm like. A- and the friends were like, oh, that's interesting. I don't really see how I'd use that. And I looked at them and I said, you guys are nuts. You know, I have two kids, little kids running around the house. How many times do they spill something on something? And it's just like, I don't want to do a full load of laundry. I also don't want it to sit in a basket with everything else for, you know, a week before it actually, we actually get to it. And I see the use case immediately. Is this something that consumers are kind of gravitating to?
1: Well, it's one of those things that, you know, kids they've got their favorite outfit and they just have to have it and if it's not ready or if it's their favorite blanket and they need it but you don't want to do a full load of wash it's great because it's, it's 1.1 cubic feet so it's small it's not using a lot of energy or water but you can do that quick load right away uh, schools just started so uh, class photos are going to happen soon and of course there's probably a good chance some of the kids are going to remind their parents the day before that it's photo day (laughs) and they need their favorite outfit. So you just throw it into the sidekick and, and it's done in no time.
2: Dave, we're in a time right now where so many people are gravitating toward uh, connected technology, screens, everything newfangled. And there are a lot of people that are resistant to that. A lot of people, as we use the term, like to stay analog. Do you guys find it's a little bit of a juggling act where you want to have innovations, things that people can gravitate toward in terms of technology, but not put so much tech in the products that it turns off people that still want to live in that analog world? Is it a little bit of a juggling act, you think, on the development engineering side?
1: I think, it's, uh, the, I think what you have to do is make something that's very analog in nature. Washing right. clothes is basically shaking up your clothes with some water and some soap. <laughs> True. So that's a very analog uh, action, but by having the proper technology behind it, it does a better job than trying to scrub it on, a, on the scrubber that's in, in your laundry sink and things like that. Um, Another thing is to make it more convenient for you to do. So if we take, for example, um, smart technology and Wi-Fi connected technology, uh, people are incorporating that more and more into their homes now. And with things like voice command, you can have your laundry that's down in your basement while you're up in your living room watching TV. And you could say, as an example, um, okay, Google, what's my washing machine doing? Or uh, <laughs> Alexa, ask LG to tell me the remaining time of the dryer. Because oh, that's awesome. You set the dryer, you know that it's going to go for a, to- a little bit of time, but you don't know when you actually did it unless you set your own timer in your mind or on your phone. So you can get that notification on your phone that tells you when your when your laundry's done. Or as I said, ask Alexa or ask Google and, and they'll answer, they'll tell you. When well, your
0: laundry's done. Or or you know, when a kid interrupts the actual cycle to go grab something from it, you don't even really realize they did it and you go back to it going, Why haven't you been on for the past for the past <laughs> hour? You know, when when you're integrating stuff like, you know, connected features like that, how do you decide what's too much or too little? Where is the where's that happy medium? Is it is it based on consumer feedback? Is it based on just the basics of things that you can do today?
1: I think it all comes down to the, the consumer's comfort level of what they're looking for in their, in, their, in their laundry because we do offer a full range of products from the entry price point all the way up into a, a premium price point. And, you know, there's different features, and it depends on what types of laundry you're planning to do and how much laundry you have to do. Um, there are different cycles. Um, with technology, with our Wi-Fi technology or NFC tag-on, you can actually add more cycles if you want. Um, but that's, again, where it comes down to how comfortable are you with adding more technology to your product. Like, you can set specific cycles that aren't inherent on the machine by using uh, Wi-Fi connectivity. I like that. Can we, can we talk about a
0: refrigerator for a second? Because, you know, there, there's... There are companies out there that are putting, you know, giant tablets on their on their refrigerator doors, but you guys you guys took a different approach when it came to giving us access to what's inside the fridge. And that's in uh, you know as we kind of discussed off the air in a more analog way, which I think is actually the the wisest way being able to just knock knock on the fridge door and see what's inside thanks to that InstaView feature. Can you tell us more about the InstaView feature kind of how it came to be and and where you guys see the benefits of this?
1: One of the key factors with refrigerators is the number of times people open and close that door uh, on a daily basis. So they're saying that on average, the the average person opens the fridge door about 15 times in a day. So multiply that by the number of people in your family. So maybe that's 60 times a day that that refrigerator door is being opened and closed. Cold air is coming out or warm air is rushing in, Um, the net result is the temperature inside your refrigerator is fluctuating and your food for however long that extra warm air is going in there is reducing the lifespan of your food that's in there. So by having the view, it's basically a glass window on the refrigerator door and you knock twice and it illuminates the inside of the fridge and the side that the door is on. So you can see, what is inside your fridge. So if you're looking for your snack, you're looking for your juice boxes, you can see where they are before you open that door and before you let that cold air out. So you're not just standing there wondering, hmm, what should I have to eat right now? What's in my fridge? (laughs) Knock, see it, open the door, take it out, close it up. And we also have technology on there, which is uh, cold saver technology, which basically there's another door on the inside that's further reducing cold air loss. So by keeping the refrigerator colder longer, your food staying fresher for longer.
2: See, Dave, what I, re- what I really love about this, this is technology not for this sake of uh, a gimmick or for the sake of having something people can talk about. Say, oh, did you see what that is? This is This is technology based on usefulness. And I think there are a lot of companies out there that are doing things in a different, taking a different approach. As we said, doing things that are flashy, more visible. Oh, look what we can do. This thing, you can watch television, you can get Netflix on here. But really, you guys are innovating in a way that's more useful for the customer than just something flashy for people to talk about, which is really kind of cool. And it's also a fun party trick. It really is. <laughs> hey, go knock on my fridge. See what happens. Come on, down, really. Go knock on it.
0: So, Dave, there, there's. there's, If I go to the LG website and I hit on appliances, you know, we see. We, we get a real good view of what you guys are doing in terms of, I mean, everything. You, you know, you you talk appliances, you're talking about microwaves, you're talking about refrigerators, stovetops, ranges, et cetera, et cetera. Where do you see that level of connectivity growing from here? Because obviously, you know, on the mobile side, we've seen, you know, LG's, you know, thin Q technology make it to a lot of different things. Where are we going to see something that we probably haven't expected? I'm not asking you to kind of tell me something we don't know about, but I'm just curious in terms of the industry itself, where do you, where do you see that going and how far do you think it's going to take us?
1: I, I do expect that in the coming future, we will see more AI involved right now. Um, our machines are not that smart, they're not uh, They're not remembering uh, things, they're not suggesting things to you. Um, but where we have things like laundry which are connected through voice command, um, you're able to communicate with the hardware in ways that you used to have to do very manually. You, have, you used to have to walk downstairs to see where your laundry was versus you know what time you thought it was. Now you can be in your family room and ask it when it's uh, when it's going to be ready. On a refrigerator, if you're driving home from work and you've got guests coming over, you can, you can tell your refrigerator through the Smart Thank You app to start making more ice, so you have more ice for your guests. Um, for an oven, you could check to see how much longer is on the timer, uh, much in the way you check um, the laundry and things like that. Safety, we generally don't want you to be starting up your oven
2: um,
1: remotely without (laughs) making sure that you don't have lots of other pots and pans still in there from the night before. So there are safety concerns on that side, but there are a lot of things that your appliances can tell you and in the future might even be able to suggest um, other settings. Uh, If you have specific recipes, you can start you know, preheating the oven, you know, doing things like that, adjusting settings.
0: Yeah, you talk. You talk about the safety thing. It's actually quite the opposite. Is you know, it would be great if, for example, it knew something was in the oven. You know, so if you did want to, if you were home and you were to say something like, you know, preheat the oven, and it could, it could know, I guess, with motion sensors that you're actually physically there, and it could say, "Sorry, there's something in the oven." Type of thing. I can, I can see where this has with has major legs down the road.
1: One of the other things. uh For a safety feature is uh, if you have the kids that like to leave the refrigerator door open, the app can actually tell you that the door has been left open.
0: If it could actually have a little arm that goes and grabs the door and closes it for me, (laughs) that would be even better because that happens to you. The the beeping sound of my refrigerator constantly being left open by my kids is going to make me go crazy.
2: You know what Mark with your with with your wife already calling the refrigerator it's her boyfriend I don't think giving it arms is necessarily That's the probably best idea. That's probably a good idea. point. That's
0: a very yeah. good point. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, we we actually could probably talk another 2 hours worth of appliances, I think. Um, but please please uh, come and join us again uh, down the road as we have more things to talk about with you guys.
1: Thanks for having us Mark and Mitchell.
0: Dave Oyagi, Brand Marketing Manager from LG. Thank you again for joining us. It is your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Aflalo. We'll be back in just a moment.
1: Your Tech Report will be right back.